And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindegaard making Forrest backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris. He's found him via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil. Oh, and it's an opening goal. What a start. Madden, after just six minutes, gives Yeovil the lead. Stansfield, good turn away from Trott. Goal. Hello and welcome to the Glovers Cast, the only award-winning podcast dedicated to tabletopping Yeovil Town Football Club. I'm Ian. That's Ben. I am Ben. You're absolutely right. Multi-award winning. The seconds and thirds still count as wins. And this is Dave. Hello. It's a pleasure to be pleasure to be back. Uh, and congratulations on all the awards you won whilst I was away. Uh, it's obviously been a, a vintage few days. Has uh, vintage Glover's cast. I should yeah. go away more often, yeah? Well, so should I. Yeah, no, that's true. Yeah, you were away <laughs> as well, weren't you? Yeah. No, whoa, whoa, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> Please don't. Yeah, Ben will have to get his other friends. Ben will have to get his BBC friends in, won't he? Yeah, Premier League friends, yeah. Let's all, yeah, talk, um, about, think... let's all talk about Fulham on a Yeovil podcast. What the hell? Wow. I'm Tr- just glad right. we could both well, be bothered, bothered this week, Dave. Yeah, yeah exactly, yeah. <laughs> Pull our fingers out of our backsides, couldn't we? bloody time. Jesus Christ. I tell you what, fan hub, yeah, fan hub. I check in, thanks to, big shout out to Debs Curtis, who tells me, reminds me every game to check in on fan hub. Five games, (laughs) I am am top of the league. Say I am top of the league over the last five games. Are you? 1,300 miles I've done in the last five games. And that because you clocked your flight from Qatar back then, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, yeah, from Dover, Dover, to that, would be, that, that would be a little bit more than uh, 1300 miles, I think. But no, but it also, I think, assumed that I went from Blackpool to Chippenham to Blackpool to Welly, so that's which, which didn't actually oh, happen. So, so it's but, you've cheated, is what we're saying. Uh, well, well I, I hope think, someone from Fan Hub's listening, Sam Collard. Yeah, exactly, uh, I think yeah, Sam well, can fix this. Fix, Fix the glitch. Fix the glitch. <laughs> anyway, having having well, complained about Fulham being on the podcast, I've just taken us off on a complete tangent now. Correct. <laughs> well, you were at Dartford. I checked in was a long time ago. <laughs> Did you not check in at Wrexham then? Apparently not. Uh, you need Debs. Debs, can you message yeah, Ben yeah. every time he needs to go? Uh, and then uh, he'll check in as well. Dartford, yeah, I went to I I went to Dartford. Yeah, I did. You're right. Yeah, that's what Ian said whilst you were talking about checking in, Ben. Sorry. Award-winning, Glover's cast. Yeah. Uh, non-league podcast category, in the National League Bible Instagram account. Thanks to those who voted. Um, right back to Dartford, Dave. Um, Dartford, Dave. Got there okay. You saw the geezer. You what, mate? Yeah. Dave, didn't I? You turned up in your van, didn't you? Did you drive the van there? <laughs> I did, I did. I uh, I was uh, like sunburn all down one side, having driven it from Doha. Doha, Dave. Turned it to Dartford, Dave. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but no, I drove my Volkswagen Polo there, actually. Um, and uh, yeah, I overnighted 
I overnighted and uh, visited the Blue Water Shopping Centre. And I hate shopping, I have to say. But um, I did, uh, yeah, it was it was quite a, pl- a pleasant experience. So I had a, whilst everybody else was battling their way through uh, what sounded like unholy traffic, I don't know what happened to the UK whilst I was away. I think it rained um, a bit and every everyone I've spoken to has been giving me like driving nightmares. Um, but it, like yeah. how we're, we're doing reviews of shopping centers and, and traffic. roads. So well, you haven't far. asked me anything about the game, have you? you asked well, I'm, me I'm trying I'm... to, but you keep talking about shopping centers and roads, Dave. Right. Okay, right. I'll be quiet. <laughs> Don't be too quiet. That'd be weird. Um, You made it to Dartford from Doha in your Volkswagen Polo. And after a trip to the shopping center <laughs> and hearing about other people's traffic news, um, the team lineups came out. Indeed, and we were yeah. back to a back four, much to the relief of myself. Everyone. <laughs> Everyone, is it? Everyone. Everyone. Everyone's anti-back five. Bath was oh, Bath was not not great. Um anyway, but when we've done the bath stuff, we you've done the bath stuff, don't we? Yeah. 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 Fast to lose with the word we there, mate. Sorry, I'm just I'm just gonna have to say anti-back five sounds like it should become some kind of spray that you use on something. <laughs> You got a bottle of anti-back five, yep. Other back. Sorry, carry on. <laughs> Mark Cooper Sorry. found the anti-back five this weekend. <laughs> he found the anti-back <laughs> five and he sprayed it on his surfaces. <laughs> Sorry, carry on. Um, I don't even know where to go from here at this point. It's got we've got yeah, it was fifteen and we've gotten silly. <laughs> yeah. Didn't but, Ben, didn't you call it a four didn't you call a four three three on the podcast? Did I hear that right? I did. I wasn't, expecting, I wasn't expecting Will Dawes to be at left back, though. No. I was, I was expecting either um, Whittle to be fit or Idahan to to fill in there, because I didn't think Idahan did all that bad against a really good Jordan Thomas against Bath in the second half when they doubled up with, with Dawes. I didn't think he was that bad at all in the second half. So that's how I was expecting things to line up. So to then get the list, is still in squad number order. Um to try and then figure it out. And I was like, well, he's going to have to put doors at left back. There's no other way to do it. Other, or I was thinking back three, but then I couldn't find a right wing back with Smith in the middle of the three. So it was weird, weird but yeah, doors at left back wasn't the way I thought they were going to go. No, well, I think we all thought Alex Witter would be okay, but that was the suggestion. Unfortunately. Yeah. Unfortunately not. Um, and then, yeah, the switch to the three and uh, Murphy back in the, Attacking lineup as well, and Sonny Cox starting too. So, I think my initial reaction when I saw the team was that's a bit attacking and probably a bit pacey as well. Um, and it certainly felt like we came out of the blocks from listening to the radio, Dave. What was the sort of opening spells like? The opening spells were exactly that pacey and attacky, I would say. There was lots of pace and there was lots of attack. And very quickly, it became apparent that we were just going to run at them. Uh, you're going to get Sonny Cox and Jordan Young, both of whom I thought Sonny Cox had an excellent game. Um, and Jordan Young was Jordan Young. Um, but yes, within three minutes, I think, Reese Murphy's clean through on goal. Paul's is shot wide of goal. And I don't know whether that was the point where I thought, hmm, is it going to be one of them? Um, because then... After three minutes. After three minutes, I know, I know, yeah. Um, but then... but Ever then the optimist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We, 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 we carried on 
we carried on attacking. I think Sonny had one uh, kicked off the line. They had that lad, the lad, the lad Diara. Do you remember him? <laughs> Musa Diara, the boy Diara. Yeah. Who played for Woking, I think. Absolute giant of a man he was. Uh, well, was, still is, I'm sure. <laughs> Probably not going any shorter in the past few hours, but past 24 hours. But uh, yeah, and, and, and he got a booking quite early on. Um, I don't think it was for the penalty, um, but he got a booking quite early on and just felt like that was where we were going to do. When we ran at them, they couldn't cope with us. Sorry, I'm just writing a title down. Um, oh. Yeah, and I mean it, it. That that chance from Murphy. I mean, from the the commentary, it was very much. Uh, he normally scores those. What's happened here? Um, you put your house, which has it. kind of been the theme in the last few games with Murphy. Um, but it didn't take him long to get another chance from the spot this time. Um, no. What was you, you had a good view of the penalty, didn't you? You you got a nice little video of it. Yes, of the penalty. A... Yeah, 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 yeah. He just, uh, yeah, just um, get some pace. I think the keeper might get a touch on it actually, um, as it uh, as it goes through. But um, but yeah, it, yeah, just usual power and uh, power and precision. I think. And to be fair, as we'll as we'll come on to, their keeper was man of the match. Quite rightly, the sponsor's man of the match. He was an absolute blinder. But um, uh, but yeah, there wasn't there wasn't going to be a great deal. Uh, stopping him. I think it was Worthy came down in the box, although I've seen a Dartford report that said it was Sunny Blue, but I'm pretty sure it's Worthy who went down in the box. Did the first chance come too early? Did not have his eye in yet? Yeah, maybe. That could that could well have been it. You did, you did think to yourself that, sort of that, that <laughs> cliche, if anybody read my conclusions, you'll realise they're just full of cliches. And they didn't intend it to be that way, but they just, they just um, started coming. But yeah, I think at that point you felt like it was going to be him finding his range, so to speak. But he got there, didn't he? And getting there is probably is 90% of the battle, isn't it? To be in and the right position. Just just how windy was it? Because oh, yeah. Ian Randall asked after the game that it was uh, how the wind affected. Um, I think he asked Jordan Young how the wind affected them playing. And your match report makes reference to the wind quite a little bit in that first half. What what sort of impact did that have on the game? Yeah, well, it was in our favour in the first half. Um, and to be honest with you, at half-time, it, it disappeared, basically. Um, it really dropped. But in the first half, it was definitely, it was coming straight out of the away fans because it was, it was on segregated, so we could change things. Um, and yeah, it was coming straight down behind us. Now, um, there were a few, so their goal kicks you could see weren't weren't getting very far um when when diara got his foot behind the ball the um they they certainly shifted a bit more of the ball but yeah it seemed to help us as we as we were going forward the, i think once we got the ball down on the on the pitch you, know, you almost felt like they were being pushed along a little bit by it but it was a bit swirly as well difficult to figure out you could feel it coming one way, and then the trees and the flags were moving another way. It was, um, I don't think it was 100% clear which way it was going, but I think it benefited us in the first half more. I guess Ollie could... made reference to the, the Leeds United game at Hewish Park during the championship oh, season. It <laughs> wasn't quite that windy. There was no one, oh, no okay. one put, there was no, yeah. Well, good job he didn't say that before Reese Murphy, but you know, didn't want another Ishmael Miller moment, do we? So, uh, 
Yeah, it's not, it's it's not always a benefit to have the wind behind you. No, because I imagine you're not used to judging it like that. It's not always a benefit, I don't think. No, no, but it it, de- it definitely seemed to yeah, quicken us up a bit. I think. Mm. Well, in the first half, we were. I think their manager said in his post-match press conference we could have been five or six nil, five or six one up. Um, as it was, we were we we were one all. But um, but yeah, we they they couldn't really cope with us. And and uh, other than their goal, they didn't really. There wasn't a great deal that Joe Day had to do. I mean, their goal was a very well worked. Both their goals, um, from what I could see, were very well worked. But also came from us giving the ball away. Um, in 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 midfield, so yeah, we were kind of victims of our of our own downfall. But yeah, you got to give them credit for the the goals that they did score. They were quite nicely tucked away. Yeah. So after their goal, it's Smith has a one on one. Is he is he ever going to score, Michael Smith? Know, Do you think yeah. it's? Come on. Um, the, the funny thing was young... that the, the 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 vice chairman of the Elliot uh, of the Elliot Watts fan club. He's not chairman of the Elliot Watts fan, huh? Elliot he's Watts, yeah. fan club. Has he? <laughs> he's got his own fan club. Yeah, chairman of the Michael Smith fan club. Elliot Watts <laughs> had walked away. I think he's going to get something to eat. So we would have actually missed it if Michael Smith had scored. That would have been that would have been heartbreaking for the lad. Maybe that's why he missed. Yeah, maybe he didn't want to upset his number one fan. I'm sure that he'll discuss it at the next meeting of the Elliot Watts fan club. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Just be him and Jess. <laughs> um, Young hit the bar again. Yes. From a free kick. From a free kick, was it? Yeah. 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 Would work. But, uh, one thing, actually, whilst we're talking about the wind, um, not that we were, but obviously we were a minute ago, um, immediately after they score, Charlie Cooper who obviously uh, was widely spoken about in the last podcast, uh, is, uh, yeah, as a as a dink from the halfway line, nearly catches the keeper out, hits the um, hits a post, comes back off the keeper's back and goes out for a corner. But Christ alive, yeah, he um, it was a good uh, it was a good technique that he had, and the wind definitely uh, benefited him there. That would have been something else if that had gone in. That's mad. That. I mean, I haven't seen it. I'm sure we'll see it when when we get highlights or whatever. But to have the the thought process to think I can have a crack in and for it to yeah. nearly come off, yeah. And yeah. if it hits the post and comes back, that goes that can go anywhere, can't it? Mm. That can go anywhere off the keeper's back. There's no, yeah, that's incredible and just really unlucky. Yeah, it was. It was on. It was unfortunate. Good. Yeah. Great. And the the keeper, he wasn't that far. Well, we'll see on the on the replay. I don't. I don't really remember him being hugely off his line. It wasn't like he was. Of running around in the middle of his uh, half or anything like that. So yeah, good, good vision. So we go in one all at half time. We do. And the, uh, the 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 in the post match, Mark Cooper says at half time he would have taken a point, knowing what was going to happen because he 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 felt he that Biobel weren't going to get the same sort of freedom that they did in the first half in the second, and um, it was uh. Pretty much all Dartford, wasn't it, at the start of the second half? Yeah, they certainly came out um, with, uh, I can say the wind behind it, but there wasn't really a wind because it, <laughs> it, it dropped. But, um, yeah, they certainly came out with something in their halftime uh, cups of tea or fleas in their ear or whatever expression we're going to use. But and Fleas again, in their ear? Fleas in their ear. You never heard that. The manager's no. put, a flea, put a flea in their ear. No. Yeah. Don't no. put fleas in ears. No. Well, I, I think it means he's like. Had a go at him. Um, 
Dawson was to Martin Tyler, go and get me the fleas, man. Yeah, get, get, get the fleas, Martin. <laughs> yeah, I never saw Martin Tyler. And he's live. Yeah, I wonder how many people say that to him. Everyone says that to him, don't they? But, um, but yeah, it was kind of like, I can't remember where it was. I think it was Chipperham. And I said that we played their game um, for too much. And I think we did against... Um, against Hartford as well, they came at us and I don't know, it's like, almost like we didn't quite know what to do um, when another team, usually we seem, for the first half, we'd obviously seem so composed and um, and and just they didn't know what to do with us because we were just going at them, but it just seemed that we stopped that and let them come on to us and then just wobbled a bit um, and yeah, they were like you say. They they had quite a number of chances. There was a couple of moments where uh, defensively we were a bit shaky. There was a couple of moments where even Joe Day looked a little bit um, uh, suspect. Not not hugely, but a little bit. Um, man, and then they get their goal. When when did they score their goal? Was it like twenty minutes? Seventy minutes. Hmm. We made some changes. Hyde and New Blake come on yeah. for Murphy and Cox, and then um, yeah. yeah, then Richard Chin. Yeah. Was, it probably was. Um... Dick, he 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 he's called Dick Chin. <laughs> he's called Dick Chin. Uh, what, yeah. Dick, uh, Dick I mean, Chin I... bangs in a a uh, second for them. There you go. He's called Dick Chin. I I've been I it's it's not been not in my mind. That's all I'm saying. I needed to say it. Okay. It's not. It's not been not in your mind. Yeah. It's been totally on. It's been all that's on your mind today. <laughs> it's all that's on. Quite a lot. Of, quite, <laughs> uh, too much of my day. Yeah. Too much of your day. A lot of time thinking about Dick Chin. Dicky Chin. Yeah. Um, I was going to say about the substitutions. Sorry. It probably was the right moment to bring on, well, to try something different with New Blay and. Um, uh, and 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 hide, but I have to give some credit. The past couple of games that I've seen Sonny Cox, he's looked a bit out of it and a bit lightweight and a bit not really contributing a great deal. When I say the last couple, Welling, which probably wasn't fair to judge anybody on Welling uh, and Chippenham uh, before that, um, but I thought he had a really good game um, on at, at Dartford. I thought he when he picked the ball, he's, he's really quick, isn't he? I don't think I'd appreciated how quick he actually is, but um, and really good on the ball as well. Very good technical player. Um, needs to, yeah, obviously, yeah, get, get, get some goals as well. I know he's got a couple already, isn't he? But um, if he could add goals to it, he would. He's going to be um, a hell of a player. But they first half in particular, they didn't know what to do with him. So I thought I'd had I'd had negative thoughts about Sonny Cox for. A, in a, a couple of games, so now I've got some positive ones. I thought I would voice those as well, but it was it probably was the right time to bring Nublay on, but and uh, and Hyde as well. And Hyde's just a nuisance, and he's like, you know, I, I I do I do like him in um just how much he winds people up, and he's always there, like just to say like an irritating like mosquito around people. But we had Frank out wide, and I just like get two in the middle. Get 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 Murphy. I'm um, not Murphy. Newblay and Hyde. Get them get them closer together. There was just a lot of space between um between the two of them. But and I know that's the formation we were playing three up from with Jordan Young as well. But yeah, I just think he's wasted playing playing out wide. But and 
that said, there wasn't. I, I don't think there was a great deal that he could have done to stop old uh, old Dicky Chin scoring. But the <laughs> but um, the uh, I, I I couldn't really see what happened. I saw that we gave the ball away again in midfield. I, I couldn't really tell you who gave it away. Um, and it looked like a nice finish from uh, the distance we were um, we were at. But again, and much like Dartford with us in the first half, we came back pretty quickly afterwards and levelled it up with Jordan Young. A yeah. nice assist from Nublay showing what he does when he's got the ball at his feet. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did um he did do well um there and yeah, just sort of like <coughs> uh sort of banged around in mid in uh inside the box and Jordan Young just yeah was on on there to slam it in. Obviously when I saw him lining up his left foot, knowing what a left footed player he is, I um yeah, never in doubt that he was gonna he was gonna put it away. And to be fair, there were opportunities. They had a good opportunity to uh, to get a third. I think that was <laughs> I think that was Richard Chin as well who um, had the opportunity there. But I think it would have been harsh on them. It was a game of two halves, so um, I think it would have been harsh on them if we'd have taken all three points and the end of the game. It was a weird atmosphere. I, I don't know if everybody had just got a bit too excited at um, Wrexham and um, uh, and and Bath. There was a good couple, a few hundred, a uh, couple of hundred oval there. I would have thought, and um, but it wasn't really a great deal of an atmosphere. It was. I was going to say it's like AFC file, but I don't know if you guys know what AFC file looks like. But it was one of those like very terrace heavy new stadiums with very little seating. Um, but it was just a bit a nice ground, but a bit soulless, if you know what I mean. So, I'd say Bath was pretty flat, though. Even yeah. though there was one thousand one hundred there, like I think because of the way we played in the first half, yeah. people weren't. There was certainly a lot more groans and grumbles than, um, yeah, than than anything too too exciting. I'd say. I mean, there was a couple of flares thrown, wasn't there? And there was all of that nonsense. But yeah, it, it, I don't know. It was a bit of a... And until we scored, it was all very, oh, this isn't very good, is it? Whereas at least yeah. you had a load of goals in the first half. I mean, Mark Cooper said it should have, they should have been on the bus with five or six after the, after the match. And I think Ian Randall said it should have been over within the first 15 minutes. So yeah. Um, yeah, so would you have that as as a two points dropped or a point gained? Well, uh, this is the thing on the on the basis certainly on the basis of the first half, it was two points dropped because we should have won that game. We had more than enough chances to win that game. But everybody, as we left the ground, said, "Well, point in the road is not a bad one." And I think, um, well, looking at the teams in the top seven who'd been to Dartford. I think only Maidenhead had won there. So it's not not an easy place to go on a... Um... Maidenhead aren't even in the lit division. Oh, not Maidenhead. Maidstone. Sorry, Maidstone. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, that would be something if they got a win there. Wouldn't <laughs> yeah. It? Um, yeah. So it felt like a, de a decent point at the end. But when you look at the first half, we should have... We should have won it. I'd put it down as a decent point, but I could I could easily see an argument the other way. In isolation, probably a frustrating like frustrating result getting a point, yeah. but 
having played Bath a couple of days before and winning that one, and then all the theatre of going to Wrexham and everything on the TV on a Sunday. I mean, four points from those two games after that, I think is a decent return ahead of a week off and coming back to Hewish Park next weekend. They obviously hadn't played for two weeks at that point, had they? So where you would have expected, I think they're part-time, Dartford, I think. Um, You would have expected them to tire a bit, obviously. They had a bit of freshness about them and a couple of their two players that uh, scored for them were both on loan. So the lad who scored the first goal had, um, I think, recently signed from Bromley, Alexander, striker. Alan Dowson said after the game, he said he said something along the lines of, thank heavens for those two new loan lads. Yeah. He he obviously put quite a lot on them. Um, yeah. I think it, is it also worth noting that if there has been a bit of a flat atmosphere we're at the a long stretch of away games. It's not just a circus at Wrexham and a massive game at Bath. It's Torquay, Chippenham, Welling, Wrexham, Bath, Dartford. That's a long stint of playing a lot of games all away from home. And when we were so accustomed to so many home games, it's a big difference. It's a big culture change. And probably only the Wrexham game saw them travel up anything like early. I presume they travelled on the day to Dartford. Yeah, they did, yeah, because they got stuck in the traffic. So, I think I think it's a point gained. I think in the in the individual 90 minutes, it's, a, it's two points lost. But if you achieve the things we want to achieve at the end of the season, we'll look back at it and go, that was a point gained. Because Dartford have one of those feelings. They've got a bit of the feeling that I feel about, I felt about Torquay about six weeks ago of, I think they'll probably come good. And the positions that they finished in over the past four or five seasons suggest that they should be kicking about the playoffs. And I wouldn't be surprised if they aren't closer than where they are now. I mean, they're only four points off, but I think they'll be kicking in around that, that top seven sooner rather than later, personally. Kicking it around. Yeah, it's... um, And, you know, it keeps us, what are we, seven points clear? Seven clear. Seven points. Seven clear at the top still. A high score is it? It's not seven points. It's eight points because of the goal difference. We've got a good enough goal difference that it's probably eight points. Yeah. But then you could look at it negatively and say, well, no one else was playing. We could have. Uh... Yeah. It almost doesn't matter because, well, it definitely doesn't matter. Um, we're the only team above that two points per game ratio. Maidstone in second, Hampton in third, 21 to 39. 21 games, 39 or 21 to 38. We're the only ones above 42 and we're four points clear of 42. Like, it may feel like a little bit down, but we are still so clear. So, so clear at the top. And a chance on Saturday, and we'll probably touch on it more on, on Thursday, but another chance to go to a go into a game against a playoff rival and make a statement. It, it really is. And it's not a case of saying, is four points out of those two good enough? It's Is seven out of those three good enough? And I don't think there's a Yeovil fan anywhere that doesn't take seven out of Bath, Dartford and Hampton. Oh, no. I think, um, challenge. I think the fact that Hampton are coming to Hewish Park this coming weekend as well is um, uh, that's I feel more content about that than if we were going 
to Hampton. Yep. Just a nut. Yeah, it's, it's just gonna be nice to have that little bit of little bit of return to Hewish Park. I think will make make a difference. Get them on the big pitch as well, and knock it around. And hopefully the pitches, you know, the pitches had a good break. We've had a lot of rain, but the pitches had a good break, and we'll hopefully not chop up so much as it was on that towards the end of that run of matches. And last time Reese Murphy played against Hampton at Jewish Park, scored that trick, didn't he? In the trophy. There you go. Right. Yeah. Written in the stars. Yeah. I mean, isn't it weird, like, considering where we were 12 months ago, where we were oh, uh, yeah. even like less than 12 months ago, yeah. Six that we're like, oh, oh only seven top points. of the league. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Why aren't we nine points clear, damn it? Yeah. Plus 16. Highest scores in the division. <laughs> Why aren't we scoring more goals? Yeah. yeah. You've always got to strive for perfection. Strive for greatness. And rest well, on your laurels. I'm just striving for the National right. League Prem. That's all I'm striving for. What is a laurel, by the way? And why do you rest on them so much? Awesome why, do put, what, why do you put fleas in ears? These are the questions that will never be answered in life. <laughs> yeah. Um, a laurel, oh. a shrub. Right. Don't rest on them because they might have fleas in them, and you might get a flea in your ear. Anything Maybe. else? Anything else from Dictionary Corner over there? Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's an aromatic evergreen shrub related oh. to the bay tree. There you Several go. kinds of which form forests in tropical and warm countries. Not here. Then. Very good. Very good. So, yeah, that Very was good Dartford. Indeed. We'll take a point. We'll take a point from Dartford and we move on. Conference of home uh, against uh, Hampton and then the tricky, the the, the uh, hectic festive period. There you go. Cliche. Not a cliche. Lies. Yeah. <laughs> He's born away. That's a plastic, isn't it? Yeah. That's one. a plastic Yeah. And then a double header against Taunton. Yeah. And then Bath. And then Bath on the sixth. It's not Avely then. No, not Avely now, is it? Because they're in the trophy. Yeah, Monday in Avely as well. They don't do Tuesdays because they had ground share with some really low, low, low division team in the middle of nowhere and they get dibs on Tuesday nights. There you go. Did anyone hear Mark Cooper's uh, Beatles reference in the uh, post-match presser? I did, and I read it in your write-up as well. The lads were saying in there, if some of them had six shots at John Lennon today, he'd still be alive. <laughs> it's a very in cultural there. reference, and I'm confused as to which member of the squad makes a cultural reference like that. Will Dawes can play piano. Do you think he made the reference? And then a couple of the other lads kind of gave each other looks going, what's he on about? Maybe. Maybe, he, who, maybe he Will Dawes is in there. Will Dawes is in there on his piano playing Imagine. And uh, that's where it's come from. Hey, there just must be must be a cultured member of the, of the squad in there making quips of that nature. Which one of us is the cultured member? Not me. <laughs> Not me. <laughs> hey, you, Dave. You're you're travelled. Just a <laughs> just a jealous guy. No, I've I've been called a member before, but. Not a culture one. <laughs> so was so was Richard Chin. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. Yeah. 
You're very good. Good. Should we take some questions? Yeah, let's do I've just realised. I've just realised. Sorry, we will take questions. I've just realised that we'll have played Hampton and Richmond twice before we'd have played Taunton once. It's true. And Eastbourne. We'll have played Eastbourne twice, won't we? Yeah. Funny old game, Ben. Funny old game, isn't it? Funny old game. It is. Have you, uh, before we do the questions, what? Have you seen, uh, is it Glove Actually's Christmas gift for Yeovertown fans? No. No. Oh, here we go. Mark Cooper. Uh, Mark Cooper. Mark Cooper sings at the ABBA collection. Okay. Right. Uh, the the songs on the back, uh, Super Cooper. Yeah, of course. Can you hear the drums on the terrace? Huh? Uh, the winner takes it all. Weymouth standing small. Oh, nice. Uh, I have a dream. Uh, there's a cover. There's a status quo cover of Super Joe Day and Goal. Uh, lay all your gloves on me. Oh, it's nice. And gimme, gimme, gimme three points. Oh, not gimme, gimme, gimme Tore. Oh, God, no. no Could no, we add, um, instead of Chikatita, Chipper Keeper? Oh, that's what Charlie Cooper tried to do, yeah. See? Yeah. Um, Waterlooville. Haven't uh, Waterlooville away <laughs> to have that one. Um, or at home. Or at home. I'm trying to think if there's any others. I've got, I've got a list here. I'm, gonna, I'm getting a list. Dave, do you know any other ABBA songs that you can turn into Yeovertown songs? I mean, I think you're the only member of the Glovers cast who has sang ABBA on this podcast. Oh, yeah, yeah. of course. <laughs> yeah, Carl Alford. The Carl Alford song. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I think so, yeah. <laughs> You've erased that from your, from your memory. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> probably for the best. My singing uh, isn't, isn't welcome on this podcast, I don't think. But, uh, it is. Yeah. It's encouraged actively. Okay. Questions. I've got the questions. Start over at Facebook, shall we? Go on. Uh, I think we. I think Ben, Ollie, and Sheridan answered one similar to this. Um, do you think we should make a bid for Jordan Thomas at Bath City? He would make a very good addition to our squad with his pace and trickery. I'll chip in on the Jordan Thomas. I thought he was excellent, and he reminded me a lot of Ryan Hedges, the oh. way he ran with the ball. Skipped past people. Um, yeah, very good. Ryan Hedges, who in the oldie times would have been referred to as Ryan Laurels. <laughs> and you wouldn't rest on him. No. You wouldn't rest him, would you? You wouldn't put him on the bench. Um, there, no. was a, there was a discussion in the bar about uh, if he had the opportunity to swap Jordan Stevens for Jordan Thomas, would you do it? Well, one's, yes. one's, one's fit. Well, if, if, if both were fit. Oh, no. We... I would. We haven't got anyone who carries the ball like Jordan Thomas does. We do. His name's Sean Stevens. When but, does he do that? Uh, he's uh, nolzing me, nolzing you. He's <laughs> going back to other references <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> God almighty. Um, no, but uh, it, I think it was Jordan Stevens, as he is with it, with all his injury baggage, um, or Jordan Thomas with, I, I'm not really sure Jordan Thomas's background is. Which would you, which would you have? Would you? I mean, I've, you'd... I've seen a lot more Jordan Stevens than I have Jordan Thomas. Yeah. Um, but I, I don't think Jordan Stevens doesn't really 
He doesn't run with the ball. He gets sort of played in and put into positions where he, you know, uses the pace to get onto it more so than a dribbler. Whereas I thought the way Jordan Thomas carried the ball was just not seen anyone in the National League really run with it like that. I mean, I didn't I didn't think Idan had a great time at left back. Um, I think he struggled, but yeah, I, th- I thought he was yeah very, very good. And he didn't get sponsors man of the match for some bizarre reason. Um, yeah, yeah, no, it was someone else. They're number 17, I think. Uh, I'll so yes, I'd have him. We'll have him, yeah, yeah. Uh, Stephen Haddock, evening, gentlemen. After about 900 coach miles this week, won't it be nice to be back home next week? I feel tired out and I haven't played the football. Well, Reporters have done some miles, haven't they? Fair play to them, fair play, yeah. I mean, it's been such a long time. I was chatting to someone at work about it the other day, and it was like, this was before I'd been to Bath, so I hadn't seen them play for a little while. It was like, oh, I really miss them. Mm-hmm. Like, <laughs> I miss seeing them. I have to see them like every week for however long. Um, yeah, it will be nice to be back at Jewish Park. And it, It's only yeah. been a month. It sounds silly, but we've played so much football in a month. 14th yeah. of November was the Farnborough game. Yeah, yeah. That's a lot of football for a month. It's a lot of football to get in and a lot of miles covered in one month. Uh, And Jonathan Adams says there's a few rumours going around social media about Josh Staunton. What do you think? So the rumours being... um, I think there's a few on the Facebook group, isn't there, that Staunton is no longer part of the club or has left, which... There's no sort of confirmation. It's all quiet from the club around any of it. So there was a question to Mark Cooper before the game on Saturday from BBC, and it's probably fair to use a cricketing analogy if he flat batted it um, and said his exact words. I can't speculate on can't comment on speculation. I think was oh yeah, I can't comment on the speculation. Yeah. Um, Presumably, yeah. the speculation had been whipped up literally by that question in front of his very eyes. So, um, but yeah, I mean, we don't know, do we? But no, but we do. You know, it has been odd. <laughs> the yeah. last few weeks have been sort of there has been a Josh Staunton shaped hole in things, and I, you know, I noticed on on HP Source the one on Friday. You know, normally. Josh is front and center of the HP source training videos, isn't he? And that was that was on the three G though, and Jake Hyde wasn't there either. Okay, but that was genuinely what know, my he, first thought was on that that that, that he wouldn't be involved on three G training because Hyde wasn't there either. Well, he'd probably be around though, wouldn't he? Uh, well, Might not necessarily be training, but no. you know, there's videos of them and you know having dinner and stuff beforehand on some of these videos. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, no one knows, and until we get sort of official word of anything, it is just speculation. But I, I mean, mean, it wouldn't be Mark... a surprise. Just Orton, just Orton, personal view. Just Orton isn't going to get into that team um, with the formation that we play and the way that we play. I, I personally wouldn't put Just Orton, um in in that team, and I think Just Orton is the kind of player who wants to play and will not be happy not playing. I'm sure so. If there is an opportunity, 
for him to go and get games and do whatever means, uh, then I'm sure that's something he'll want to do. But yeah, that doesn't answer the question of what uh, what has happened, but it answers the question this... of that you could absolutely see a reason why he would uh, he would want to want to leave. The, the specific question that Mark Cooper was asked was that uh, there are some rumblings on social media that he's no longer involved at Yeovil. And Mark Cooper's answer was, well, okay, well, it's not for me to speculate on that, which Ian then asked, you can't give us any clarity. And he said, not for me to speculate. Okay. There you go. It'd be quite easy to say, yes, he's still at the club. Or no, he's not at the club. Or no, he's not at the club. <laughs> I hope... I hope that whatever happens, that there's a little bit of respect involved for all parties because people involved in this situation deserve respect from the way that things were handled last season. And I believe that stands to Mark Cooper. I believe that stands to Josh Staunton. I believe that stands to a lot of people that did a lot of good things. And I hope whatever happens will happen, has happened, might happen, might not happen. It's dealt with with the respect it deserves because, you know, we were there at the back end of last season. You, n- nobody needs me to tell you how the back end of last season was handled by people and who comes out of the back end of last season looking like superstars. And that's all I want is some clarity and a little bit of respect on the matter because people deserve it. Not, Not me. I don't. <laughs> Not even just the back end of last season. The no. back end of the season before that, when he was yeah. managing the team in the last game of the season. So, yeah. yeah. That's that's the only thing I have on the matter. We don't know. I don't know. You don't know. Nobody knows. I, I just hope there's there's respect that underli- underlines all of it because it's deserved. Okay. Over to X, formerly known as Twitter. Here is you. First time in 50-plus years going to matches, smashed in the face by a Jordan Young 35th-minute shot. When, where, and by whom have you been crunched by a footballer as a spectator, if indeed you have? I don't think I ever Did you see the Dartford analyst on Twitter? Posted a picture of a Apple Mac that now no longer works. Oh. Because he too... Got a clattering in the game. Um, no, from Jordan Young. From a player, not sure if it was Jordan Young, but his his Mac no longer works. It was not fixable. Oh dear! Very expensive. I've game. I've never been I've never been never been whacked by a ball. Do you think you would have the wherewithal to nod it back? Yeah. You're like uh, I'd have the wherewithal to chest it down. Near yeah, bicep, bicey. Oh, bicey, bicey at Yeah, yeah, you're gonna regret yeah. that when you when you're lying on the floor upside down on the terrace like that, head yeah. down. I th- yeah, there there would be something cool to see it coming and thinking this is this is I'm on this, I got it coming, mm-hmm. and then just back post. <laughs> Absolutely. I remember narrowly dodging one at Bristol Rovers once. I don't know who kicked it, but um, but yeah, I narrowly missed by one. Well, I hope Hugh's face is okay. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Jonathan Hooper, evening and happy birthday, Ian. Thank you very much. 
Uh, we've got to have words about the tweet after this, Dave. Um, please X. see... Pardon? They call it an X these days. <laughs> oh, yeah. A word about the X. Yeah. Um, <laughs> please see the table below. Great for podcasting. Oh. Uh, so the table below is a Yeovil Town away form. We've got points, games, and points per match. Uh, first to sixth, we've got nine points. So when we've played against teams that are between first and sixth, Nine points, we've played three. Seventh to twelfth, seven points, we've played three. Thirteenth uh, to eighteenth, one point, we played two. And nineteenth to twenty-fourth, no points, we played two. Uh, the question is: four games against the bottom half, one point, six games against the top half, sixteen points. Overall, away form is second. Overall away form is second best in the league behind Chelmsford. So we're not very good against the bottom teams. Right. Waveform is second best in the league behind Chelmsford. I would disagree with that. Uh, I suppose we played less. That's fine. No, maybe I would agree. Yeah, points per game, I'd agree. The away table has Chelmsford top 21, Maidstone 19, Hampton 19, Bath 17, us 17. So is uh, this not just, does this not just show that we've played a lot of teams who are at the top of the division? Beat the teams around you. Beat the teams around you. That's what I would say. Um, hashtag win them all. Um, It'd be nice yeah. to smash one of the teams at the bottom, though, wouldn't it? Three well, points is still worth three points. You don't get extra for bashing a team. That 1-0 win at Bath yeah, is worth three points. It was, but what would a 6-0 win at Bath be like? That would be enjoyable. Still be worth three <laughs> points. Could we have a 6-0 win at Weymouth instead? That would be quite fun. Yeah. Or Taunton. Oh, uh, almost pro pilot. Did when going to, l- pardon. There's like a second tweet to that. Did you ask that? Did I zone out? So oh, there's a second. Eight oh, games second. to go against the bottom half. Yeah. At the current rate, we only pick up two points. Good news is we only have to play two of the top six away from home. Or is it good news? Mm. Mm, I reckon. <laughs> here's what I reckon. By the end of the season, it will probably even itself out so that we probably play each team home and away once. Probably, give or take. I think you're right. Yeah, I I don't mind away away from home. If you win your home games, pick up the points away from home. Jobs are good. Uh, almost pro pilot. When going to London, which train station do you usually leave from? I usually leave from Esher, as it's just outside the Ulez and only thirty minutes from Waterloo. Back on the Abba songs now, aren't we? Yeovil Junction. Leeds. Uh, Ansdor and Fairhaven. What? Uh, drive to games or coach to games? Drive. The green and whites ain't coming by my place. <laughs> no, me neither. No. <laughs> I have asked them, but no. And do you think the Yeovil support, in terms of making noise, is better home or away? I think away. It depends. To, yeah. I think away traditionally is um is probably, probably true. I mean, the best noise I've heard from us this season was definitely a Wrexham. Um that was that was bonkers yeah. that. Yeah. You could hear it like where we were and on that same stand as you, but like way down the other side. Yeah. That was nuts. And then the footage afterwards of from the Wrexham side of them after the game, all the Wrexham fans have toddled off back to wherever and whatever American town they came from. Hollywood. Mm. 
the Yeovil fans were making all the noise. You can hear them in the background. It was, yeah, noticeable at Wrexham, which I thought was a real credit against a 10,000 crowd or whatever it was. Depends on the situation, though. Like at Bath, if it was a bit flat, part of that was probably because there wasn't a roof. Yeah, the acoustics, I think, yeah. were part in it, definitely. Torquay was good. Away at Torquay. Yeah. On the Tuesday night, that was a, a noisy crowd. But then we've had games at home that have been... Well, that... That atmosphere as well this, this season. And the, the record-breaking one was a bit good, wasn't it? But that has its moments because there's almost too many people and you can't organise it all and get it all orchestrated and things like that. But... Yeah, I thought I thought away at Wrexham was incredible. Really, really, really incredible. Speaking of orchestras, a question from Callum Hallett. Nice. Um, evening. evening. David, at what stage of the game did you have a feeling it was going to be one of those days? For me, it was eight minutes when we had missed two or three huge chances already. I did three minutes. Three minutes after Rich Murphy <laughs> pulled that one wide, didn't I? Um, yeah. Maybe not. Um, yeah, maybe in the second half where it started, Nathan, we started looking a bit, uh, a bit wobbly. But yeah, half time, you did think, oh, we're gonna, we're gonna regret not putting some of those away. But yeah, uh, Fertree Farms is not a question, but I had my podcast listening hours in for the year, four days and twenty-one hours of listening to the Glovers Cast. Oof. That that's a waste of life, isn't it? You ain't ever getting that back. <laughs> you can't get that back. Depends what you do at the same time, though, Ben. That's true. Yeah, I hope it was productive for his sake. Right. The kind of the kind of waste that wins second place in uh, non-league bible uh, editorial. No, no, we won that one. Thank you very much. Well, the podcast one we did, didn't we? Yeah, yeah. Won that one. Don't demote us. Right. Uh, Sunday Uplands. It may well be the usual past decade Glover's PTSD. We've mm. kind of covered this one already. But is something not quite right in the Yeovil camp? The Staunton rumours and denials. Uh, Cooper having words with Hellier during the game, according to the commentary, and the former's demeanour post-match. I mean, uh, uh, <clears throat> I don't think we can read anything into the... I, I don't. Do we know that Cooper had words with Hellier? I don't think he did. Um, I know the... There was a comment made on the radio, but there's lots of people around. Yeah. Um, Martin Hellier was definitely, was well, he was there, and he was within talking distance of the um, of the away dugout. Uh, it's sort of a vantage point slightly above it. So, yeah, there, there may have been a conversation, but I'd probably be surprised if they were going to have a Barney on the, uh, on the <laughs> public quite that way. But... <laughs> I'm um, sure it's uh yeah. Yeah. Looking for some Mark, not... Mark Mark Cooper, I didn't think looked any more or less happy or sad than he does in most post match uh, conferences, <laughs> does he? He's, I mean he's not exactly a you know, doesn't come out singing uh, show tunes or anything like that at the end of wins, does he? And he's probably saves singing. it for the Christmas album. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um he uh but yeah, I I I, I didn't think so. And the Staunton thing, like you say, we don't, we, we don't really know what it is, but it's not it, it's not last season, or the season before that, or the season before that, and let's just be grateful for a bit of well, sanity on the surface. And finally from Martin Lee, which player, past or present, would make the best Doctor Who? 
Mm. I'm going Al James Hannigan. <laughs> Al James Hannigan. He yeah, he, the, doctor, the doctor needs to have a little bit of a quirk about him and, you know, long hair, headband, mm-hmm. bit of a tough, you know, might have, needs to be able to look after himself as well. Yeah. Come on, headband, darling. Yeah. Um, I don't know, because I've always thought of Doctor I don't, I don't really watch Doctor Who, but no, I've either. always thought of him as having quite a sort of a, they've all quite posh accents, haven't they? So maybe Alex Fisher, just for the accent. If you go back, if you go uh, back a bit, they they all they were all they all sounded a bit posh, didn't they? Obviously, well, I mean, post day. since since it came back, and I mean, yeah. Christopher Eccleston is not posh sounding. No, maybe, maybe I'm thinking original Doctor Who. Yeah, I think yeah. you might be. Right, well, no further Doctor Who additions to the. I I I don't know enough about Doctor Who really. Who would well, I want? It's all on BBC iPlayer now, Ben. Yeah, if you oh. want to go and learn a little bit about it, I don't. Plenty there. So, um, who, who <laughs> would I want? In the, if the question was who would I want in a fight against a Dalek, I'd I'd have a good couple of quid on Jakob Sokolik, but yeah. I've no idea how good he would be with the little wandy thing. So, a little wandy thing. Does he have a sonic screw? It's a sonic screwdriver. Oh right. There you go. Pick one of them up at IKEA on your way back, mate. Yeah. Cheers. You're a magician, Al James. Have a little wandy thing. Well, that's it. There we go. Cheers, lads. We got a week off. Yeah, that's it. We'll have to. Uh, are we? Uh, we'll, we'll be back for Thursday, though, right? Well, yeah, of course. Yeah, I just mean there's nothing in the middle, is there? That's it. No that's midweek cool. action. Well, probably for the. Is it going to be okay? Yeah, I think we'll we'll we'll, we'll, we'll take along nicely. I think. Do you think everyone else is going to be okay? That will be fine. Are you okay, yeah, people? I think they'll enjoy it. Let us know you're okay. And with a quick turn, skipper Alex Dock slams it in. There's Lindergaard making Boris backpedal. Davis looking to help it into the path of Morris, expanding via the deflection. It's Aaron Davis. He could win it. He probably has won it for Yeovil.